Hello and welcome to this very special episode of the Book Wars Pod. I'm here and I'm here with Kristen and not Kate for this one, because part of what makes it special is we have two guest co-hosts today. Uh, I am joined by Nancy Schwartz uh, at Nancy Pants of Tashi Station Radio, our parent network, and specifically of the Vorkosa cast and of Dyson Droids. Welcome, Nancy. Hello. I'm a parent, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm also joined by Shannon Joy 26, a friend of the pod uh, who has been asking us great questions from the beginning uh, and who's you can previously hear on Sapphic Skywalkers talking about Ray and Ace readings of Star Wars. Shannon, thank you for joining us. Hi. I'm also here too. Kate and Kristen. I had too. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of things we have to do, I have to ask you all, what are we drinking tonight? I'll go first. <laughs> I I am drinking uh, Cascadia Ciderworks uh, Dry Hard Apple Cider. Um, and I didn't know they had these at Walgreens, and they're really good. Um, they're 6.9%, which is way too much. And um, they come in tall boys, and they're actually the... It's the same cider they sell in cans at, like, the Timbers and Thorns game. So I'm... I'm surprised I'm even drinking it because I've had so many bad hangovers from it, but it is really, really delicious. Very, very good dry cider if you like dry cider. So it comes in a nice pretty blue can. How strong is that cider that you get bad hangovers from it? 6.9. Oh. pretty strong. Yeah. Wow. I I stand corrected. Withdrawn. (laughs) I did say that, but... Oh, well... Selective listening. (laughs) Yeah. Listening isn't my strong suit on this podcast, Kristen. You should know. We're we're 40-some-odd episodes in. You should know that by now. <laughs> I know. I just like to repeat myself so you know. Yep. Like, maybe if I say it again, Chris will hear me this time. Yeah. It's, it's a good bet. Uh, all right, Shannon, what are you drinking? I am a hardcore partier and drinking Diet Mountain Dew. <laughs> Love it. Oh, yum. <laughs> Nancy? I, I am an even bigger partier, and I'm drinking water. <laughs> I yeah. love it. Nice. I'm I'm sorry, Brian. I'm I'm I fail you as a wife. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's all right. You you guys are making me look wild and crazy drinking Kate's homemade kombucha. Oh. Because uh, I am attempting to drink less for a, <laughs> for a little period of time. So the podcast quality is going to dip precipitously, is what you're what I'm saying. <laughs> How little is this period of time? To be determined, at least a day. <laughs> I was going to say today. <laughs> through, through Wednesday. <laughs> I know it was really funny. Quentin just came back from LA, and he goes, "I'm going to try to drink less." And I go, "Okay, great. Well, I have a show tonight, so I'm going to drink some beer." I was like, "Or maybe I'll have some rosé." And he goes, "Oh, I would have some rosé if you open that." And I was like, mm, "Okay, <laughs> I see." <laughs> so you're doing like I do when I say I'm going to drink less. <laughs> yeah it's funny rosé (laughs) it's funny because early literally earlier tonight kate's like i'm gonna put this rosé in the fridge and like ooh, yeah that's a good idea i'll have some of that when it gets cold so (laughs) life is complicated and a rich tapestry 
Anyway, so we are going to continue talking about Legends of Luke Skywalker by Ken Liu. Uh, and we talked about this in last week's episode, going through you know some questions that we had about the book. But I also, the reason that we have Shannon and Nancy on is because they are you know, self-proclaimed Luke super fans and <laughs> are, love this book. And we wanted to give them an opportunity to wax poetic about it and talk about what it means to the Star Wars universe. It's such a nice way of putting it. Truly. (laughs) Doesn't make me feel crazy at all. (laughs) I mean, Luke Superfan, you know, feels a little, you know, a little more professional than Mark Hamill stalker. But, you know. (laughs) Listen, he told me he loved me on Twitter. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I know. That's true. This is actually being recorded. Nancy is recording from Beyond the Grave. uh, I am. I'm I'm a ghost. I've been a ghost for for a while now. It's, it's, It's good. (laughs) audio quality is great for being dead seriously so the first question i had uh that i wanted to talk about was how does luke in this book compare to luke specifically from the original films because i know that these legends are all taking place at kind of different points in the timeline but uh shannon what are your thoughts as to like how luke from episodes four five and six compares to legends of luke skywalker Um, Well, the reason why I love this book so much is that I felt like his characterization was so spot on. It like actually made me cry (laughs) because people mess up his character so often in books. They never know how to write him correctly. And this was one case where I was like, this is perfect. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I loved how Luke was written in this just because it felt, I don't know, it felt very, it felt varied in a way like it felt like it was luke at different stages of his life like kind of how we get from the difference between luke and a new hope versus luke and return of the jedi i don't know what did you think nancy yeah i i would really like a sort of timeline of when these stories were supposed to take place um i i kind of tried to figure it out as i was reading it bait like how long was this after Endor, or how close was this to The Force Awakens? Um, because he, the first story, he's a lot, he seems a lot more mature. He's like, he's already got his beard, his Jedi Master beard. And he's just like, yeah, you know, whatever people want to say about me is fine. Um, and then, of course, there's the story after Jakku, which is more like what we see of him in Battlefront. Um, or Shattered Empire. So, um, and and you get like sort of a view of him as the naive, like optimistic student on in um, the fishing and the Delos story. But at the same time, he's also a wise teacher. So I I liked that they Ken Liu was able to bridge the gap between the the farm boy and the Jedi master and in such a short book and a middle grade book, I was really impressed with how he was able to pull that off. Um, like Shannon said, uh, they, the, both, um, the EU, the legends books <laughs> were very, uh, hit and miss on Luke. <laughs> um, I feel like even <laughs> though there haven't been a lot of stories in the new canon about him, I feel like they've mostly all been, pretty good with his characterization and this one i just i love so much let's not discuss that one 
I mean, there's, there's, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was going to bring it up. I will not. <laughs> I'm here to say I'm outside of this joke as usual. So uh, you're not. we're referring, oh, referring yeah, to, no uh, heir to the, you guys are talking about. <laughs> heir to the Jedi geeks. Yeah. Uh, oh, that book the, that everyone. Yeah, that I will say, see. I will say that I didn't necessarily mind the characterization of Luke in that book. It was the book as a whole that yeah. I was not so fond of. <laughs> I remember when I that was like the second book I read when I started getting back into Star Wars again and it took me three weeks to read it which shows how much I didn't like it <laughs> but I just remember that part way through that book he made like some dirty joke about Leia and I wanted to start the book on fire. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Didn't you read that Chris? And you hated it also? Yep. It's it's um it's not my favorite. It's, it's a very well-intentioned <laughs> Yeah. book i think it was it kind of fell at a weird time because it was one of the if not the first one of the first books yep. in the new canon to come out and so i feel it like was supposed to be part of the legends books but mm-hmm. it came out later yeah um, and wasn't it supposed to be a trilogy when it like was first planned it was so there was three books that were announced um at celebration 2012 that were actually they were called rebels um <laughs> or rebellion or something which the name was changed shocking uh and it was there was a leia book which was the first one that came out and then a han book and then the luke book was the last one that came out and it happened to be published after the whole reboot and so it really should have been in legends but just because of the timing it it ended up being part of the new canon is it still canon Yep, it is. It is. Uh, yeah. I, this is why I'm here. Hard <laughs> questions. And, and like weirdly, the Leia and the Han book in that series were actually really good. Yeah, the cover of Heir to the Jedi is really good. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's it's, important. It is like, cla- it is like Luke in a romance novel. That cover. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what grade was that? Was it YA? No, oh, no, it was no, 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 this was a adult, adult, yeah, quote unquote adult. Quote unquote. It was a adult. Right I know. Book. I love calling books adult. It's really gross. I have, I have um, a lot of pictures of me at Celebration Anaheim, uh, fondling the the big picture poster of it that they had at the Delray booth. <laughs> That's great. If we can, if Nancy lets us use it, we'll put that on the Instagram. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Would That's definitely. What the people want Nancy. <laughs> I, I think the yeah agreed. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and we talked about this, especially like some of the um, some of the nuances of Ken Liu's writing and stuff like that, um, just on our on our regular episode, which was forty seven. Is that right, Chris? Yeah, it is. I it came no out today. Idea. It came out today as we're recording this, so I should know that. But um, yeah, if you want more to- word talk, um, a little bit outside of luke's character you can you can return to that which will i think be coming that was will be last week's episode as this comes out i think yeah that that (laughs) seems like how time works it was episode 47 i'm looking at my thank you podcast right now shannon knows our podcast better than we do that's it was me nancy nancy oh nancy (laughs) i'm so sorry (laughs) we're interchangeable very similar voices currently i'll affect i'll I'll affect an accent (laughs) i have an accent but i don't know what it sounds like (laughs) so now jumping from the original films to the last jedi how does like how does how does last jedi luke fit in because obviously one of the big 
I, I hate saying the word controversy with regards to The Last Jedi because it wasn't a controversial film. People liked it. But um, one of the questions that people had was whether like Luke's characterization was different and whether it made sense. Or rather, Luke's mm-hmm. characterization was so different and whether it made sense for his character arc. And how does kind of the switch that we see from between Return of the Jedi and The Last Jedi, uh, where does Legends of Luke Skywalker fit in there, do you guys think? Um, so I have a lot of mixed feelings about The Last Jedi. Um, in general, I love the movie, but there's parts of it I also hate. <laughs> um, and the the Luke arc was the the hardest thing for me to accept specifically the flashback scene was the hardest for me to accept um i've i've come to terms with it it i've i've accepted the fact that it's not the story i would have liked to see but i like the story that it has told um and i'm not going to go protesting you know disney and lucasfilm and creating twitter accounts to talk about how bad it is <laughs> you're not gonna get us to sign your petition no no um but i think um i think one of the things that sort of was so jarring to me was because of this book um and because luke is still very optimistic in it and he hasn't had the huge tragedy happen to him yet with kylo ren and um so it was hard like reading this book and getting so excited for what we were going to see of Luke in The Last Jedi. And then it was very different. Um, you know, as as you watch the movie and everything, it, it makes sense, I think, what has happened to him. And I mean, if they didn't have Mark Hamill, then it would be it would be awful because he j- he just is so good and like just makes you believe everything that is happening in the movie. And considering he had problems with the role, that's that's really impressive of him as an actor. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, you cannot tell. Um, but I uh, there there's a line in um, the fishing in the Delo story when uh, he the um, the elder says, "I hope um, someday you are." I'm sorry. Now I have to I have to find the exact wording because I read it and I just laughed my butt off oh um, i know which line you mean yeah <laughs> that was a great line um, the elder shook her head and laughed i can only wish that someday you'll also be pestered by a student as persistent to learn what you do not wish to teach <laughs> i'm oh, like yeah. ken i'm like yeah. ken lu you read the script before you wrote this book <laughs> <laughs> and i went when i read that the first time i was like oh is this talking about you know kyle i'm like this is talking about ben and then I saw the movie, and I'm like, "Oh no, no, no! That's talking about Ray, or maybe it's talking about both of them." Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I to- that I totally agree with that. Shana, what do you think about kind of how this fits in with Last Jedi? Um, I remember when I read it the first time, particularly when I read the last story, it really gave me kind of this impression of how Luke could get to how he is in the Last Jedi. Because the the part in that story when he's so devastated by the force like beings that that he's not able to save them mm-hmm. and he feels so guilty about it and it's just like crying like it just really hit home how responsible he feels and he feels like he should be able to help these people and when he's not able to help them he doesn't know how to handle that. So when I read that, I was like, well, I can definitely see how he gets to that point after giving me this idea. And 
I don't know. For me, when I when I saw The Force Awakens, it was kind of interesting because the scene when they tell us that Kylo is Han and Leia's kid, the first thought that popped in my mind was like, that will destroy Luke completely. Yeah. And it just like flew out of my head because I was in the middle of watching the movie for the first time. But that thought was always with me. So it didn't surprise me as much as maybe others that he was such a mess in this movie. So between just that and then especially the last story it just kind of all connected together for me like his journey of becoming someone who believes that people are good to someone who's having to deal with the fact that he feels like he let people like the most important people in his life down yeah there's two passages in the book that um look i i looking back on this book after seeing the last jedi i was like okay yeah that that makes perfect sense. And the one was when um, he is uh, at the end of fishing in the deluge when he's talking about there are more ways to serve good than by fighting and confronting evil. Um, and at this time, like a lot of people were speculating what Luke was going to be doing, why he had gone to Octo. I was always kind of the group who thought he had gone there for like a specific purpose to like find information or to figure out how to fight against the First Order. Um, but even with what happened in the movie of him going there just because of the tragedy that happened, um, the way he comes back at the end uh, is very much that sort of, there are there are, <laughs> there are alternatives to fighting, <laughs> just, mm-hmm. like, yeah. just like Ben told him. And then um, the last story, Big Inside, like what Shannon was saying, that whole section where he is um coming to terms with the fact that these force beings or whatever have that they're going to sacrifice themselves for him and he's like you know i've i've had too many i've seen lost too many people um you know and the way that he says something like do you see her face that's the exact same expression my friend and teacher had before he faded into the force and as i was watching the last Jedi, the scene when luke dies i that's the only thing i could think of <laughs> was the mm-hmm. look on his face and uh, i hate ken lu for doing that to me <laughs> <laughs> and there's another line when um it was one thing to sacrifice yourself for something you believed in but how much heavier was the burden of accepting someone else's sacrifice and I think that's sort of like Luke has been living his whole life trying to, um, you know, knowing all these people have sacrificed themselves for him um, and trying to make good on it. And finally, at the end, he realizes it's his turn. Um, and yeah. Yeah. This feel, podcast is feel. so fucking depressing. Feels. No, it's not depressing. It's, it's uplifting. He's yeah. inspirational here to the it's galaxy. Making me sad. <laughs> it's not. It's not sad, Keeks. It's it's filled with peace and purpose. Oh, I know. Sh- I, I know. That's just who. Like honestly, Luke as a character. That's just such a huge part of who he is. Somebody who always just wants to help. And so, if you get that right, and that feeling of just wanting to do whatever he can to be to make the world around him better right then you just have him spot on and everything else makes sense after that and even if you think about him exiling exiling himself on octo that's him doing what he thinks is the best thing to do yeah he's like Like i i can't help people (laughs) yeah he was like we're stuck in this horrible pattern where jedi and sith keep ruining the galaxy so i'm gonna take myself out of it 
Mm-hmm. So as horrible as it was, like for him to leave, because people didn't understand why, for him, that's that's why, and it made sense. Kristen, do you have anything to add? Not particularly the Luke talk. I mean, this just brings up a lot of like future of the Force in the Star Wars universe for me. Um, you know, it makes me wonder like what we're gonna see of Ray in the next movie and. Um, kind of what she take what she's taken away from all the teachings in the last jedi and whether or not like you know because we saw all kinds of different um uses not uses but all all different forms of the force um and we see luke like really exploring them throughout this book which was really cool um but we don't really know then what that's going to mean going forward and how that's going to tie into however uh, Kylo and Rey interact or don't or whatever um, in in the media going forward. So, I mean, that's kind of what it peaks for me. So, which is not relevant because this is a Luke pod, but. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it's relevant, though, because one thing that I loved about Fishing in the Deluge, the story that Nancy keeps mentioning, is that it is this (laughs) alternate perspective of an alternate culture that we don't see because, you know, we get kind of the equivalent of, like the Western point of view, the core world's point of view in the Empire and the Old Republic and everything. And we don't get that viewpoint of people who view the Force differently and who see it as something not to be wielded, but just something that exists all around us and we need to fit into more than wield it. And I I would love to see Star Wars delve into that a little more in one of the upcoming I feel like I feel like it'd be great to see one of the TV shows delve into like an alt like one of these alternate cultures, whether it's like yeah. I don't know what time period it would be in, whether it's past or future or, or what. But I feel like that'd be really interesting. That would be really cool. Yeah, I agree. I don't think we quite know enough about Ray to know what she's going to be like, particularly. Um, I mean, other than like you know she so far has been a a force for good um as far as like kind of in a traditional star wars sort of way and i don't know i mean i think that's what makes that's what makes me waiting for the movie so hard (laughs) i just want to know what's gonna happen (laughs) i will i will say i don't want to spoil anything but the novelization for the movie gives you something when it comes to that with Ray and the Force, that mm-hmm. made me so happy that I w- when I read it at work, I kind of wanted to scream because it's exactly what I wanted for her and her relationship with the Force and everything. So if you guys I think do you read can talk that- about it, if you want. Yeah, well, I say go for it. If, okay. if- Especially like if you're going to tie it back into Luke, it's not really everybody knows this is spoiler pod. OK, so basically <laughs> there's a part in the in the novelization where they have from Ray's point of view her explaining why she didn't just kill Kylo when she wakes up in the throne room after their whole big fight and gets away and so she's talking about how like the like she she does not control the force she is like something that the force can use to do it's what it needs to do and it's not her place to kill Kylo just because she could so she needs to trust in what the force is doing, that his time will come when it's ready and that she's going to leave and go help her friends for now. And I wanted to scream because that's basically what, like, in a roundabout way, what Luke was trying to do 
was to teach her like let the force do what it needs to do like the whole scene of like you know is not just lifting rocks and and all that in the in the last jedi was basically trying to teach her that like let it be what it needs to be but don't try to control it just let it do what it needs to do and you'll get to where you need to be Totally. Nancy, did you read the novelization yet? <laughs> I have pictures of me sobbing on Twitter while reading it. Oh, yes, oh, yeah. I do. I, yes. I, do. I know that. <laughs> what do you have to add? Um, yeah. If I, anything. <laughs> I, I, I love the novelization. Um, I'm a fan of everything Jason Fry writes. I love him. Um, I And uh, I I knew immediately when I he was writing the novelization that that um i was screwed because <laughs> of and um he he actually i um i gm'd him after the movie and i was like i can't wait to see your uh, reader novelization and he's like yeah so um i i had a i had a working title for this folder that was uh related to you being upset and i'm like well you were right oh my god <laughs> also this is my moment to tell people to read weapon of a jedi oh god yes um, chris yes I, oh, I literally i have it <sighs> sitting on my you coffee table right now i borrowed i was it looking from, at it on saturday go yeah. read it <laughs> i i borrowed from other friend of the pod and friend of the tosh station radio network uh chaos bria lent it to me so i Good. plan to read that this week yeah the um i w- you were talking about in the the legends of luke skywalker episode the main episode that you guys don't do middle grade books and i, I wanted to yell why the hell not they're so yeah. good <laughs> like the middle grade books have consistently been the best books of the new canon they are excellent yeah, they've, been, they've been surprisingly really good and yeah. that that one is really good i read yeah. it in like a half hour it's it's so good i it's so it's like it's such a good it's such a good luke book and so yeah i i um a i loved the novelization and there's actually the uh the scene where luke dies um oh that was so rude i was so mad yeah i i literally read the part when he's when it says he heard the voice and it said let go luke and i wailed like actually loud wailed where brian could hear me across the ro- across the house and like what is wrong <laughs> and i was A like he, he came <laughs> out and i was sobbing and then as i'm you know you know flipping through legends of luke skywalker to see like Oh, is there anything I want to talk about? And uh, there's a part in Fishing of the Deluge when um, he loses the fish in order to save them. And uh, Aya's like, but your fish got away. You'll fail the test. And he and says, it's time to let go. And I'm like, fuck you. God mm-hmm. damn it. Why do you do this to me? I yeah. hate you all. Just, just being attacked from every angle. I, really I came out here to have a good time reading Star Wars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, so true. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I, and I have to go to Denmark again soon. And my, I usually read novelizations when I go over there. So I don't ruin the podcast by reading the books too early. So Yeah, read The Last Jedi <laughs> I'll novelization. I'll probably do that. It's, yeah. it's really good. It's good. Well. All right. Well, I want to switch gears a little bit. And uh, one thing that I said when we talked about Last Jedi and our reactions to it on the pod uh, a few, few, three months ago, four months ago. I don't know what month it is. God, that's a long time ago. Oh, my God. <laughs> seriously five months ago? Oh, oh God, it was. Uh, so anyway, one thing that I said was I thought that the events of Return of the Jedi 
broke Luke, and we're seeing <laughs> the uh, we're seeing the results of that in Last Jedi about how it kind of emotionally really crushed him, seeing uh, you know having to kill his own father or contributing to his own father's death, and just the trauma of that contributed to kind of the weight that we see on his shoulders in Last Jedi. And Shannon, I remember that when I said that, you said that I was dead wrong. <laughs> so let's talk about that. Why Why am I'm I good, wrong? I'm good because I agree with Shannon, so I'm, yeah. Ooh, I'm eager to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> How did I know you would? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so the main, I guess the main thing I can say for why that would be wrong is that I don't think that the actions of Return of the Jedi broke him in the for how he is in The Last Jedi. Um, I think that what really broke him in The Last Jedi was the idea that he let Leia down. Um, yes. So that's why he left. Like that, he could not handle the idea that he let his sister down by failing her with her son. That's really what it was. Like people like to say he ran away from Kylo or Snoke or whatever, but it wasn't. It was because the idea of letting her down was so overwhelming that he didn't know what to do. So he left. Like it's not exactly surprising that like when he started to trust the force again and started listening to Ray, he reached out to Leia first. And then when he came back, like the first thing he tells her is, I'm sorry. And she's like laughing at him like, I know you are like, you don't even have to say this to me. But that's what he was scared of all that time was that she would be mad at him. She would hate him. She would, you know, all the horrible things you think about yourself when you think you've done something that will hurt somebody you love. Like, so Return of the Jedi wasn't what broke him. It was the fact that like he loves his sister. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> like return, like obviously, Return of the Jedi probably, obviously, fucked him up somewhat because that would be really hard to deal with. But how he's been in the canon so far, like Shattered Empire, mm-hmm. the Battlefront Two game, the early like the Llewellyn story in this book, and everything like this, those were the kind of things that I expected him to do, which is to kind of just go off on his own look into the force without like the Jedi council bullshit hanging over his head and just kind of figure out what he wants to do for him that he thinks is the right thing to do with the force and figure it out from like basically ground zero and not deal with any of the other stuff that people tried to push on him. So that, that seemed right. But yeah, I think it was just, he didn't want to let down his family. All right. I ex- I accept that. Nancy, do you have anything to add? Um, no. I what agree. if you would have said you didn't accept it? <laughs> right. All that it's grudge match. <laughs> well, then it would be two against one, and we win. So that's true. <laughs> no, I agree. Um, I I mean, if you it, people had said, you know, there was a lot of discussion before the Force Awakens came out and then before The Last Jedi came out about what Luke had been doing all those years. And there were people who thought like he had just ran away like immediately after Return of the Jedi, which I never understood. I'm like, why would he just run away and go into exile? There's no reason for him. Like you see him at the end of the movie as he's burning Vader's funeral pyre. And like he has a look of contentment on his face, like not contentment, but like, Peace. At peace yes peace and purpose <laughs> you know he he you know he he isn't um you know 
obviously this is not how he wanted things to go but he knows that you know anakin came back in the end and that the galaxy is now going to be at peace um he's gonna be the jedi that yoda you know instructed him to be um and you know then he comes he comes back to the party he's hugging his sister he's hugging his bff wedge you know they're all laughing it's good it's good times and then um you know the galaxy's at peace he goes off and learns about the force and um you know we haven't seen much in canon about him with the other characters and i'm really hoping we get some of those stories soon because i just hate the prevailing idea that luke went off and just exiled himself and had nothing to do with his family and i'm like no you know luke was coming home all the time and like hey leo what's up hey ben what's up hey han let's play spock (laughs) yeah (laughs) there's a difference between luke not being in the public eye and being around his family right and like even in aftermath leia says you know that luke had taught her some things so you know obviously they had had time together and he you know he was still with the rebellion by the time of Shattered Empire. So, um, I, I, I mean, I can't see him never coming back to be with his family. Like, obviously they trusted him enough to train Ben. So, mm-hmm. why, yeah. Yeah, no, no absolutely. All right, well, I, I, I think we can consider me thoroughly wrong on that point. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone's right, it's fine. I'm not taking a sign as usual. Also, I apologize to anybody we just made like get really upset by talking about Luke and Leia a lot. Yeah, right. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, I, I've been my heart's been broken since December seventh, yeah. sixteenth, whatever day it was we saw the movie. It's fine. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it's fine. One, one story that I think is kinda of funny that I was thinking about today when thinking about this podcast was I remember um DMing with Kate like the day before I saw The Last Jedi and we were talking about getting Star Wars tattoos but I didn't have any idea for one and then after the movie I was like oh I know what one I would get now and it's his no no one has ever really gone line I was like that Uh, line is too perfect I cry uh, every time he says it no matter how many times I watch the scene and then I'm also like is this seriously the last thing he said to Carrie Fisher I don't know what to do God (laughs) Yeah, that scene is horrible because like it's it's Luke it, it was filmed as Luke saying goodbye to Leia and then in retrospect it's Mark Hamill saying goodbye to Carrie Fisher. Yeah. And I, I, I hate it. I hate it. I that's that I hate scene it so is like, much. I love it I, and I hate it. Yeah, that scene is like perfect. Like yeah. I look at that scene, I'm like, everything in this is perfect. Their acting is amazing. The lines are everything I wanted it to be. Like when I saw it in the theater the first time, I don't even think I was breathing <laughs> I during wasn't. the whole scene. Mm-hmm. Because it was I, every it was all I wanted. Like people were like, What do you want out of The Last Jedi? And I was like, Luke and Leia to have a scene together. That's it. Yep. That's Same. It. I um I I was waiting the entire second half of the movie for like once once Ray left Octo I was like shit I'm gonna hate this movie because <laughs> I was I, that was my biggest fear that was my yeah. biggest fear about this movie was that she was gonna leave and Luke there and he was gonna stay on the island and I felt a little better once Yoda came and like smacked the sense into him but then i'm like okay well what happens now mm-hmm. and we had like the whole throne room scene and the whole um you know crate battle and you know i was kind of hoping that when the falcon swooped in that you know luke was going to be in the gunner chair 
and then I was like, uh, okay. And then I'm like, but what, what the hell? Like, you can't just leave that thread dangling. And then, you know, she's like, we've lost all hope. And then of course he comes in like, you know, (laughs) stupid hero that he is. And, um, like as soon as he set, like kneeled down and their theme started playing, oh, I gosh. was I was like on the edge of my seat, just clawing at my face. I don't think I actually listened to anything that they actually were saying. Like I don't <laughs> think I compre- comprehended their dialogue because I was just like ready to hyperventilate, and I was yeah. like, I'm like, they need to reunite and have Luke and Leia play or else I riot and then it happened and I was like <laughs> no I'm not ready <laughs> yeah the first time by the end especially after the last line I was crying so much I had to like close my eyes to like collect myself <laughs> because mm-hmm. I was like this is too much this is everything that I've ever wanted to see and it just happened what do yeah, I do now and then, and then the scene after that like he just yeah. walks out of that base oh my with God. That. and I'm just like I I, 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 I left that movie like in shock like yeah, yeah. The, that, that whole two scene sequence uh, down to the soundtrack was really just a direct yes. attack oh my god all I want to see is they've started doing this thing here recently the last couple of years where you can watch a movie while a symphony plays yes I know oh, I want need is that the last, for Jedi. last Jedi just I just want to hear the spark in like uh, a huge yes. symphony like I would just like pass out right there so <laughs> so I we went to see a new hope and Empire Strikes Back with in concert mm-hmm. and um we saw the Empire Strikes Back in February it was the first time I had watched Empire Strikes Back after The Force Awakens or after The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, and I pretty much cried during most of the Dagobah scenes. <laughs> and then when um, Luke is, you know, hanging off the weather vane on Bespin and he reaches out to Leia and it cuts oh, to yeah. Leia and she goes, Luke, like Brian was sitting next to me and he, st- he goes, <gasps> And like started welling up, and I'm like, okay, if you are emotional, it's not just me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the next question I have is, Nancy, I know you said you read this before Last Jedi yeah. came out. Shannon, what, did you read it before or after Last Jedi? Before. Okay. So how did it, like, as you were watching Last Jedi, how did the knowledge from this book kind of impact your understanding of the film? Hmm. Um, I kind of went, I kind of went into it a little bit before, but like the scene when um you know luke luke's death like mm-hmm. the whole thing i kept thinking of was he's doing the thing that he was talking about in that book and like i i i was adamant that he wasn't gonna die in the last Jedi. um i thought it was too early um and as after the movie came out and i was thinking about this book i'm like ken lu had he had to have known like this book was preparing us for it and i just went over my head or i was in denial or whatever Um, yeah definitely the denial thing (laughs) yeah and then the um really the luol the luol scene uh story when i literally he pole vaults gets you know kills the fish with the spear and I leaned over to to Brian. I was like, Brian, one of the stories in the Legends of Luke Skywalker is called Fishing in the Deluge. Yep. And that's what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so that was like my favorite Easter egg like f- that I noticed right away. Um, 
I guess just the main themes of the book about legends. I mean, it's hard it's hard not to, like as he's talking to Ray and saying, you know, because I was Luke Skywalker, a legend. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, all the Canto Bite kids is pretty much like this book, you know? Yeah. That's really what this book did was show how the galaxy sees him through all the different stories and what the kids thought of him as this like amazing, almost like ethereal, super like human person. And like we know him as Luke, as a person, as this kid on a farm. So to see him like that, it kind of gave you an idea of kind of what he's been dealing with almost as what people think of him and that. And it all leads up to that the last scene when he walks out. Like, he uses that to his advantage um, to save a bunch of people. But he has, you almost have to be used to the idea of that's how people see him mm-hmm. in order for that scene to, like, really hit home. That his, him just standing there will make everyone stop. Especially <laughs> and, Kylo Ren. <laughs> yes. And, like, he's the only person that could ever do that. And, um... You can see it in the faces of, you know, Poe and the Hamill kids as yep. they as they stand up and are just in awe. And I'm like, and um, Oscar Isaac had a quote in Vanity Fair, the Last Jedi issue, and he talked about like filming the how watching Mark Hamill film these scenes as Luke was like sort of what it felt like when you see a band reunite, um, except like this time like. It, it's just as good as like the original um and he's like it's everything you imagined luke would become and that was like the only quote that was giving me hope about the last jedi going into it yep same. And, I, and i was like wait but we haven't gotten to that scene that oscar was telling us about. and then when we got to that scene and like i couldn't think of this at the moment because i was too overwhelmed but afterwards i'm like yeah, Oscar had that look really down pat. <laughs> yep. and, and I also think Poe was thinking, this is the dude I've been looking for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he That's, just shows up. I love that. Like, the, not only the um, First Order, but the Resistance just stops too. Like, they're trying mm-hmm. to figure out all these plans and everyone just is like, what do we do now? Let's just watch him instead. And then they're like, what? and then like Finn is the first one that's like, but what is he doing? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else is just like, um, I don't know. It's Luke Skywalker and he's standing right there. Oh my God, it's Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what I would do. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I'm sad just Pava wasn't there. I, I have, I have, I have a headcanon that after the, after that battle, when they finally got like reunited with the rest of the resistance, she just kept following Poe around and being like, "Poe, Poe, tell me what Luke Skywalker was like." <laughs> <laughs> she would. She'd be so mad that she missed it. She would. Yeah. That's, you you don't know re- about that yet, Chris. You have to read Weapon of a Jedi to figure <laughs> yeah. to find that out. Oh, is Jess Papa in Weapon of a Jedi? I didn't even know that. Yeah, she is. Well, she's shit. in the framing. The, she's in the framing story. Oh, that's awesome. Now I'm even more excited to read it because Jess <laughs> Papa is awesome. criminally underused. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my next question is, how real do you think these legends are? We talked a little bit about this in our episode before this, um, but like about like what's real versus what's made up or misinterpreted or what have you. But how real do you both think that these legends are? Um. So... For an- to answer this question, I will mention a book from Legends called Luke Skywalker and the Shadows of Mindor. 
it is an amazing book and it's a standalone book so if even if you haven't read any legends you can just go ahead and read it it takes place about six months after return of the jedi and it's about the mission that made luke resign his general commission in the military and like pursue a civilian life um and um it's so there's like a there's a framing story in this one too where he's telling his story to like a documentarian or i think a hollow hollow script writer or something um and like telling the story of what happened on mindor um the rest of the book is like the story of what happened but it's very dramatized um it's like basically the script and the last uh like the epilogue is luke reading like luke coming back after reading this and being like what the hell this isn't what happens <laughs> um um so like this book reminded me of that so much where it's just like stories secondhand people have told about him but the important part isn't that the stories are true it's that they exist at all and um there's you know there the line from this book is you know there's lots of stories about luke skywalker some of them might even be true um reminded me of a line from the shadows of mindor which is luke saying um none of the stories people t tell about me can change who i really am um and i i just kept thinking about that as i was reading reading this book um that it's very much what people think about luke in like he he knows who he is and that's all that matters which is evident from the first story when he doesn't try to convince them that you know they're wrong um, yeah wait matthew stover wrote that book didn't he He did yes i really miss him writing <laughs> novels. he wrote some of my favorite legends books but yeah i totally i totally agree with that like the um the idea that like it kind of drove me insane after this book came out and people were like but these stories might not be canon because of Ugh. this one little thing and i was like i don't care <laughs> like yeah. these stories are great like the Ken Liu, it just is such a beautiful author. And to take away from that writing because it might not fit exactly into a timeline just kind of ruins the whole idea of it, I think. And really, like, there's enough of, like, you know, unreliable narrators to make you think that these stories could have possibly happened in, um, you know, a different way. But every story for him, it made sense that if that story did happen, that he would act that way. Like the one I saw a lot of people taking out of context was the Jakku one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like he was, the person who saw him was terrified of him because she was someone in the empire and only ever heard crazy things about him. And she, and the person like almost died. But if he was on Jakku during that battle, he would be someone who would be trying to save people who just happened to be living on the planet and trying to make sure they were okay after the battle was over. Like that would, that would be what he would be doing if he was there at all. So like, yeah, okay, maybe they're not exactly connected, but who cares <laughs> yeah. when his characterization is so good? Yeah, I agree. No, I think that I think those are all really great points. Thank you guys for coming on, uh, especially to talk about some of the legend stuff because we get so little of that here. As like literally <laughs> the point of the podcast is to talk about canon, um, and you know the mul the multimedia, especially the books. And um, 
So it's great to have all those recommendations as like side reading for us because I know especially Chris, but like increasingly me and Kate um, are definitely like trying to get into some other stuff, not necessarily canon. Um, and Thrawn I think it just trilogy. Makes... <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> and <laughs> I think it just makes the conversations like very interesting. And I don't think it makes them any less accessible, which is um, something that we always try to strive for here, especially with me being on the podcast <laughs> as like the, <laughs> the resident newer fan. Right. Um, but I, th- I think it's really cool. And I think that, uh, especially um when kate does the description for this well i'll try to to get her to um write kind of like a list of of other reading that um you guys suggested on luke in the the legends universe because it's fun Mm -hmm. and stuff (laughs) and that's that's a great segue keeks because i wanted to ask you all as folks who have read legends can you or Kate Kate is in the background saying that's my question so I wanted to ask you Kate's question Eat my ass. <laughs> Hi Kate <laughs> Wow uh, Kate wanted to ask you how does the current portrait of Luke that we see in Legends of Luke Skywalker in particular but also in Last Jedi and just the, the canon <laughs> as a whole compare to the old EU? Oh I think God. I think the word you're looking for is contrast. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Because the old EU, he was just kind of all over the fucking place, mm-hmm. <laughs> depending on who was writing him, which is why when I read this, seriously, when I read this book, I cried in every single story because there was always a moment that just hit his characterization so well and it made me so happy and I kept tweeting at Ken Liu about it for like a week because after reading the EU when sometimes he was good, like when Tim Zahn wrote him and certain <laughs> books in the new Jedi order too, other books, he was just like all over the place. And you're just like, who, what? Everything what? Troy Denning what? ever wrote. <laughs> like, oh, oh my God, not stories, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was not consistent at all. It like changed so much from author to author. And with this new canon, they do such a good job of making sure that even though a lot of different people are writing the same characters, it doesn't feel like that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, there's, I mean, there are some themes that that are the same in both. They're, um, you know, Luke after Return of the Jedi in um, the Legends books he does like kind of go off and try to learn more about the force um he doesn't start training students right away he waits a while um to start his jedi academy um he has a lot of tragedies happen to him um specifically a nephew turning to the dark side (laughs) Um, but his you know his how he reacts is a lot different um but it's also like the galaxy it's not just him it's the galaxy as a whole is a lot different so like i've seen a lot of people who are luke fans that are angry about his portrayal in canon because you know he there isn't a thriving Jedi Order. He runs away after Kylo turns to the dark side and it's like, okay, but he had 13 students and they were slaughtered and kidnapped. And it would be like if um, if this happened to him during the events of the Jedi Academy trilogy, like if yeah. something that, if, well, there is, you know, if Kip, if Kip Duran succeeded in killing everyone, um, oh, Luke would probably not have wanted to continue teaching um 
But it was also very different because the war with the Empire was still going on. Um, Luke was involved in the New Republic a lot um, still. And, um, you know, by the time, like, the same time period The Last Jedi is going on, there's, like, a Jedi Order that's, like, a hun you know, in the hundreds by now. Um, so it's, you know, if, if something like when, you know, Jason Solo turns to the dark side, it's not just Luke facing him. It's a whole order and people he's trained and who have been Jedi with him for decades and his, you know, and his wife. Um, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's, it's, I feel like it's, it's, it's not fair to compare how Luke is you know, and how he acts and does not act. I mean, there are times when I, I miss the Luke Skywalker from Legends, you know, who is very active and, you know, ha he gets a Jedi Order, um, which is nice for him, <laughs> but um, it's it's a completely different galaxy. So it's it's like reading a fanfic AU. Like, that's how I, that's how I treat them now. Yeah, that's pretty much what they are. It doesn't mean that they're not fun to read still, because I do still read them, but... Mm -hmm it's just a totally different situation like so much about what we knew about star wars and the galaxy and just how things work with the force is completely different from when they started like when what was the first like the first zombo came out like 1991 1991 yeah. like that's so long ago like mm -hmm. <laughs> uh george lucas hadn't even started writing the prequels for another three years yeah so it's like it's hard to even compare the two of them Mm -hmm. Right. I do think that um, I had I had said like one of the th the things I wanted from The Last Jedi was I wanted Luke and Leia to reunite. I wanted Luke to have an awesome moment and I wanted him to not die, which two out of three ain't bad, I guess. <laughs> <Pretty> <laughs> um, but like, you know, when he walks out of the base on crate, like I was just clawing at my face and I kept thinking of the scene when um so this is the the very last book of the new jedi order mm -hmm. the unifying force luke fights the leader of the yuzon wrong and it's amazing <laughs> and like so cool <laughs> i just kept thinking of that and like i'm like it's it's i mean it's completely different because it's a lightsaber fight one's a lightsaber fight and one's like luke just using the force like to not fight so they're completely different but you know luke in that book is is very one with the force and you know, the force is his ally and he's, um, you know, it, it's very similar mindsets for him, but completely different actions. And again, I, th I feel like that's a feature, not a bug, because you have both stories to read. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be one or the other. Like, I feel like sometimes right. people look at it like that. I mean, like, it doesn't have to be like that. You can enjoy both for what they are. Yeah. And one of my favorite Luke stories is fan fiction, uh, a, a, a extremely AU fan fiction where Luke turns to the dark side. So I, I, I definitely do not go by the idea of you can't read things if they're not canon. Mm -hmm, definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you all for coming on to talk about Legends of Luke Skywalker. We are almost done. But first, I know Kate wanted to special guest in here and take us through some social media questions that we got uh, on Twitter about this book. Um, hi, Kate. Hi, Kate. Hi, Kate. Hello, hello. I had some rosé, so whether I can still read is a question. <laughs> it's fine. You know all of this by heart. I believe in you. I have faith in you. <laughs> I appreciate it. 
All right. Uh, so we got some social media questions for you, too. Um, the first one is from Abby Gleason, and uh, she asks, what is everyone's favorite Luke moments, and what do those moments mean to them personally? So I will let Shannon and Nancy go first. Abby, <laughs> I talked to Abby a lot about Luke stuff. And she asked this question because we were doing one of those top five memes was going around. <laughs> we pretty much had the same um, moments, except that my first and second one were swapped from her first and second one. So my second like moment is, you know, I am a Jedi like my father before me. <sighs> and my number one moment is him um, in The Last Jedi when he walks out in front of everybody and... Um, stops kylo and is a badass and the reason why that is my favorite moment is because that is really the moment when he accepts the legend that he earned from the what he did in return of the jedi from really what he did in the second moment and that's when he really like uses it as a weapon of i'm going to use this finally to help everybody and save the resistance and save the galaxy because I'm the only one who can do this. And if I'm going to have this crazy legend because of what people think I did, then I might as well use it for good. Oh, I love that. That's, mm -hmm. so, that's so great. Yeah, that is also my my top one. Because um, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's everything I ever wanted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's just watching him accept kind of especially early on, earlier on in the movie, you see him talking to Ray about his legend and he yes. hates it because he feels like he's a lie and a fraud and he people think all these things about him, but it's not actually true and he's let everybody down. And then to and then Ray and then I think his conversation with Leia helps him see that no, people believe this about you whether you want them to or not. So let's do something about it and pretty much save everybody like that line he says where he's like the war is just beginning mm -hmm. and and i am not the last jedi I, f I forget the first part of it but it's pretty much perfection because he looks so happy when he's saying it because he is so happy that these young kids are ready to do it like in that part like ray is Ray and him are basically saving the resistance together, although Ray doesn't even realize it really <laughs> that uh. they're doing it together. But I, th I always kind of thought that he knew that that's what she was doing. And so in the end, like the two Jedis did work together to save the resistance, even if it wasn't exactly how people wanted it to be. Yeah, totally. There are so many really beautiful moments in that movie where Luke is like, Fight, fighting that mantle and then taking it on and then passing it on and it's everything is so good about it <laughs> yeah uh, that, yeah and plus it's just <laughs> it's just so satisfying to see him just completely punk kylo <laughs> oh, after everything yeah. that's happened in the movie oh yeah like <laughs> one of my favorite parts with him is when kylo's like are you here to save my soul and he's no. like no no <laughs> Yep. He's like, and he's looking lips, at him like, "No, you bitch." I am not. Saying, his <laughs> lips say no, but his mouth says, "Fuck no, bitch." <laughs> Fuck no, bitch. <laughs> bitch, please. That's also why I think that moment is so great, is because it totally subverts what people expect him to say. Like people exactly. expect him to be like, "I have to save you," and he's like, "No, I can't save you. Whatever I you tried. did 
was so bad that I'm not even going to try. It's not up to me anymore. It's up to these people if they want to if they want to give your ass a chance or not. But mm-hmm. it's not me. I'm not doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I and I also love how he says like I'm sorry to him. Like yeah. he's like I failed you and I'm sorry about that, but and- that does and it doesn't see, mean he's going to stop. Yeah. And see you around, kid, which is what I want to get yes. tattooed on me. Yup. <sighs> so good. So good. <laughs> Kate, you missed, the, you missed like some tattoo talk this time. Alas. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Your whole life is tattoo talk, so I'm not <laughs> I'm not too worried about it. You are number one tattoo enabler. <laughs> I really am. Just oh. do the thing. I will. If anybody ever asks me, like, should I get a tattoo this? I'm just always like, yes, just... just <laughs> she creates her own pinterest mood board for the nice. tattoos that people who ask her whether or not they should get tattoos should get okay i don't do that exactly but <laughs> not yet i could so <laughs> Kristen, that would be so helpful <laughs> Kristen, do you have a favorite luke moment um that's a great question <laughs> um <laughs> No, it is. I mean, uh, no, I can never pick fucking anything. Um, <laughs> I have I a no. I have a long pr- list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I mean, the, when I did the top probably five, when he thing. fucks off. It's it's probably when he fucks off to Dagobah. If we're being honest, <laughs> <laughs> it is. That's How good. much do I talk about that? He was like, we are too. I'm gonna go on. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on manual for a while. <laughs> but, <laughs> you fucking weirdo! It's just like the first glimpse we get into hashtag weird Luke, and I love it so much. Okay, can I can I bring up like a funny moment? Yes. Um, that I know Nancy likes. Uh, in A New Hope, when <laughs> they're talking to Leia in the hallway, he gives the yes. biggest like "What the fuck?" <laughs> look, and it's in like the background of this scene. But since I'm a Luke person, and I've been a Luke person since I saw the first movie when I was like seven, um, I always watch him in the background of other scenes yep. when Han and Leia are talking, <laughs> and it is the funniest expression. He looks like, what is wrong with her? Mark Hamill has the best faces, and like that one, the one when he's laughing behind Han in Return oh, of the yeah, Jedi, yeah. Yep. like it. They're so. Good. Or the face he makes when Leia and Han are arguing when he's in like the um God I can't remember the the Star Wars word for a doctor's office now Med and, Med uh, Bay oh yeah Med Bay yeah. and Empire like right yes. before she kisses him he's just like he's face palmy he literally face palms yep. <laughs> and when um when Han goes off to like. He's like, hey, it's me. And Luke and Leia look at each other and they roll their eyes like, oh, oh God, God, this okay. this guy. Um, <laughs> yep. It, I mean, and then like, I I was really worried that The Last Jedi wasn't going to be funny and that Luke wasn't going to get to be funny because he's hilarious. And like the whole scene with him and Ray and the That's Reed, the force. <laughs> oh, my God. I was dying. I'm like, I just need a gif of him rolling his eyes and then him like doing that really face mm-hmm. <laughs> i saw it after th- when the last Jedi came out on dvd i saw somebody some like movie critic post the gif of him with the with like the leaf being like that's the force and he was like i don't know how people don't like this movie <laughs> right <laughs> but I, yeah. that's like my, one of my favorite like funny luke's lines because he's just Ugh. being a sassy little asshole oh god i love it so much i mean look who his teacher was yeah yep. <laughs> so um, true so can I just go down all mine? Because I couldn't pick. Yes. <laughs> yes. Go, go, go. 
So the Korean one is my favorite, but there was um so there there are some in Legends that I love. I I try to narrow it down. Um the Shimra fight, which I mentioned before, um there's um a scene I mean, there's so many good Luke and Mara scenes, um, which I had I, I, I had to just pick one. But there's a scene in um, Dark Force Rising, which is the second book of the Theron trilogy, when um, they they uh, reluctantly team up to rescue uh, Talon Card, Mara's boss from a Star Destroyer. Um, and it's amazing because they or Mara at least hates him at this time and Luke is like this lady's gonna try to kill me whenever I turn around and yet they like work awesome together and it's like that was the scene where I started going I ship you guys because <laughs> 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 um, they're just so good um, there's a scene in um, the um, Legends of Luke Skywalker where the um, he's kind of the villain but he's also kind of not it's it's like it's hard to explain but um he he's someone who used to know uh, who was around during the like the prequel era with the Jedi were around, and he says, "I'm happy to have known you, Jedi Luke Skywalker. You are more than what they more than they were." And Luke says, "I mean, thanks, but I barely know anything." He says, "So you believe, but I say to you, you are greater than the Jedi of former days, because unlike the Knights of old, Jedi Luke Skywalker, you are not afraid of the dark." And that's the greatest quote ever. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> isn't it so good um that's like pretty much my favorite of moments um i have to give a shout out to pilio from battlefront yeah. <laughs> too yes. everything that was a great scene like when i watched i don't i don't play video games but i watched the youtube yep. scene and i was like oh that is that is exactly what i want luke to be doing mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, Good job, guys. <laughs> also, shout out to um, the fourth issue of Shadowed Empire. Oh, God, uh, yeah. Really good. <laughs> when Luke goes, we're done here, I was we're, just like, woo! Jesus Christ. It got hot in here. <laughs> 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 um, and I mean, I can go on about all the movie ones, but um, one of my underrated favorites is Luke taking down an Imperial Walker by himself because yep. he got shot down and he's like, welp. Might as well go take out a walker. What else am I going to do with these grenades? Um, and the scene that actually gives me gets me the most emotional from The Last Jedi is Luke and Yoda. Um, yeah. I was really hoping that Yoda was going to be in it. And when he when I saw like the back of his head, I was like, oh, my God. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And that scene is also a perfect scene. Uh, yeah it every is. the only thing the only bad thing i don't like about it is that it's not long enough <laughs> that's, that's, that's the only complaint i have yeah totally kate do you have a favorite um literally every space twins moment where just like <laughs> yeah where this like behavior just mirrors leia so amazingly like i roll king and queen of the universe mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. i think i think my favorite luke and leia moment is from empire when they connect with the force oh yeah because it's just like this little moment and after that they like she hugs him when they come in and she tries to take care of him when his hand isn't there and it's just kind of but them connecting is just kind of this little thing but it just meant a lot and i also what that's one of the things why when people were mad about leia using the force in the last jedi i was like did you forget about this? <laughs> like, I didn't forget about this because this is one of my favorite scenes in all of Star Wars mm-hmm. because I love them. Mm-hmm. So how did you forget about this? <laughs> mm-hmm. I know, right? 
seriously. I love that. Um, one of my like tiny Luke moments that I, I love a lot is um, when they're on Endor in Return of the Jedi and Leia kind of impulsively goes off and grabs the speeder bike and he's just like, Leia! <laughs> like, yes. what a sibling moment. It was beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, and then he's a backseat driver. Chandler Khan, like center switch. Yeah, he knows. <laughs> yep. So good, Chris. Yeah. Um, I think mine because I'm gonna stay on brand because I like my like moments of conflict in characters because my favorite character in Star Wars is Darth Vader. But my I think my favorite moment is in at the end of Empire when he's on the Falcon and he's like and he's hurt he's like struggling and he just says ben why didn't you tell me Uh, and it's just it's so Uh. human and it's just it's like gut-wrenching it shows that he's not a perfect hero it gives him so much depth um and i think that is that's that's something that is just like every time i watch it it grows on me even more Mm -hmm. and now every time i watch it i think about how ben and yoda's plan was for him to kill his father without him Uh, knowing it was his father it's almost like the Ugh. original Jedi. Maybe not great. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, can I... Womp, womp. Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> can I give you a sad headcanon about that line? Please do. Yes. So, um, I... After reading Bloodline, I think, like, a lot of people were wondering, why the hell did they keep that secret from Ben? Like, that's not smart. He's going to find out eventually, and things are going to go bad. And um, so I have a vision of Ben finding finding out from the Holonet or however he finds out that Darth Vader is his grandfather. And the first thing he says to Luke is, why didn't you tell me? Oh, my God. He totally would. <laughs> oh, my, oh my God. God. My headcanon has always been that the moment in The Last Jedi when um, Luke is like looking in on him and everything goes horrible is right after that, that. That like that's right after they find out and Luke and Luke and Ben is so angry, even angrier than he normally would be because that's exactly what he would probably be kind of fearing that people are not telling him things that he should know. And so I always kind of figured that that was like what maybe pushed Luke to to like look into what he's thinking when he can't stop him. Mm. Well, yeah, I, I need I need to know everything about that that whole whatever yeah. was happening while the bloodline was going on i need it so much yeah but but yeah it's like if the first thing luke says or ben says to luke is not why didn't you tell me i'm like what 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 what, what why here? what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> do you even star wars <laughs> <laughs> and can we also have ken lu write that book uh, yes please i oh, yes. i have i have a list of people i would love to write that book and ken lu is at the top of it Jason is another one, and then me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yes. It's a good list. <laughs> All right. Um, so other uh, questions we got from social media. So you can answer this while I go lie on the floor about that head cannon. <laughs> um, welcome. <laughs> um, so at Red5Mom on Twitter asks, um, she says, I'm heartbroken over Luke's apparent like a romance in new canon. Um, what about you all? And I feel like this is going to be a contentious question. (laughs) (laughs) You go first, Nancy. (laughs) Well, I am a big Luke and Mara shipper. Um, I, 
it doesn't bother me though in canon because as i said it's different stories um i've actually been going back and reading some of the legends books with luke and mara because i miss i miss that dynamic um but the the books are there so i can keep reading them and i've uh writing and reading fan fiction uh where mara gets into the new canon which are my favorite things right now <laughs> um but like i don't think like just because he's not married or he's not with someone in the last jedi doesn't mean that he wasn't ever mm -hmm. um i would be surprised if he wasn't ever um you know had a relationship with someone i mean he has a relationship with someone an heir to the jedi uh and let's <laughs> not go into how that ends but um <laughs> let's not bring that up yeah but i mean <laughs> but i mean it's obvious like luke is you know he's cap he's had relationships he's he has you know feelings towards women and you know men maybe we don't know i you know wedge is there <laughs> <laughs> um but um you know i i if you follow uh, Club Jade, they um, she has said, you know, she's she she could see Luke, like Luke and Mara having a thing, um, just never actually like having it, them get married or anything happen mm -hmm. like it did in Legends, um, especially once stuff started going like <laughs> what I think she said like Mara met Ben Solo and was like nah <laughs> and just peaced out. Yep. Yep, it's yep. like, yeah, she would. She'd be like, eh, no, I've seen this before. Later. Goodbye. <laughs> Amazing. Um, Bye. So, yeah, I don't think it's like, I don't think the, the opportunity is, is off there. Like, I would have liked to see him be married. And I was, I, I really wanted Ray to be Luke's kid. But mainly that was because I hate the whole attachment rule. And I wanted Luke to, like, be with someone. So it could be, like, very clear, this is wrong. Mm -hmm. But those are just my preferences. So. Mm -hmm. Shannon? Um, the simple a answer to this question would be no, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I wanted to say, though, that when I read the Legends book, I also was a big Luke and Mara fan. Um, I read Vision of the Future so many times that the binding in the book broke. Yeah. <laughs> um, but part of the reason why I liked them so much, especially in that book, was because their bond was, like, mental. Like, it was, like, yes. them connecting through the Force. So, um, like they said in the beginning of the show, I was on another show talking about being ace. So, I love it that he doesn't have, like, a overtly romantic relationship in any of the movies so far and that I can continue on with my headcanon that he could be ace as well and that just being ace doesn't mean that you don't have any kind of romantic relationship at all but it's just different than what people um, are maybe used to so I love the idea of him having he can have someone but having it be not so overtly I guess sexual and mm -hmm. mm -hmm. in a way and and it fits like star wars and it fits jedi and kind of it just seems to fit like how his character seems to act in in like the other movies that we've seen him in when he does like somebody even if that person in the original trilogy is ends up being his sister <laughs> <laughs> but he still can he bonds with her because they understand each other and that's like why he starts to like her so that it just that works for me so i don't miss that i'm actually really happy about that <laughs> mm -hmm. so yeah, there you yeah. go <laughs> yeah i mean Sh I, shannon i know you and i have talked about this a lot and i yeah. i mostly tend to agree with you um 
I I think I think I was especially by the end of Return of the Jedi. I well, like when I was ten years old, I definitely didn't know um, what Ace meant or what it was or that it existed. But I definitely read him that way. Um, but I think it's a really good point you make too about how Luke um, has a lot of feelings, and I mean that in a good way. Um, and that's how he forms bonds with people. And I think that's a really essential part of his character. So I can definitely see um, what you're saying there. Like, he could form bonds without it being necessarily, I guess, like, the stereotypical way that people usually see that. Like, it's just a different kind of intimacy. Totally. And I can see him having it be that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I. It's hard for me to see that because I've written and read a lot of <laughs> Luke and Marvin fiction in my day. Yeah. <laughs> but I do, you know, I do, I do think that's a fair, um, you know, reading of it. And I agree that there's no way there's no reason that can't be how it is yeah totally christopher oh uh it doesn't bother me that much um i i don't know it just uh, kind of uh you know kind of like we were saying like shannon was saying and kind of like how you were saying like i didn't have the vocabulary for it but just romance never seemed as much a part of his character mm-hmm. to me growing up watching the movies um because i didn't i as as i mentioned on the pod before um, I w- didn't really read the EU, and so I didn't know about Mara Jade, and Same. so uh, that was just never something I associated as much with him. Uh, See, that's interesting because, like, I I started reading the those books like literally right after I saw the original trilogy because they were those books were just coming out at mm-hmm. that time. Mm-hmm. So it was literally like read the books or like watch the movie, read the books. So for me, it was always like Return of the Jedi I finished these books started oh i want luke i want luke to be with this girl so yeah. it's very it's it's really yeah. interesting like how it's like when you got into it which mm-hmm. just probably affects how you think of it oh yeah yeah that totally makes total yep. absolute sense um kiki do you have any feelings about feelings i, I have absolutely no feelings about this. <laughs> i know nothing so that's fine <laughs> it doesn't bother me that he has no romantic ish, uh interest right now because i don't know anything right um, now is he gonna hook up as a ghost <laughs> <laughs> hey listen all i mean that has happened that has happened so oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I've been I've been reading I've been reading a lot of post Robles Canarific and I just don't wanna anyway. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna move right along. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um so Charlotte Arity from um Sky Talkers Pod would like to know uh which of the legends in the Legends of Luke Skywalker is your favorite. Um before The Last Jedi, mine was fishing in the Deluge. Mm. Um I really loved mm-hmm. the just all of the different teachings of the force and i thought luke was really written well in it like a, a he it was a very good blend of like his farm boy naivete and then like being wise you know a wise jedi um after seeing the last jedi it's uh big inside just because of the whole aspect of like sacrificing yourself and i just think it's like the perfect lead up to the last jedi uh, mm-hmm. I'm laughing because mine is the exact same. <laughs> um, High five. Well one, thing, <laughs> well, one thing I wanted to say about the one on Luel is I listened to the audiobook and oh. they pronounced it like Luel. And then they also, the people who live there, they called them Luellen. And 
I have a friend <laughs> on Twitter named Colin Llewellyn, and I remember DMing him and being like, um, your last name is Cannon. <laughs> and I love he it. was like, what? And yes. I told him the story, and he's like, oh my God, I have to read this book. But um, but yeah, uh, that story and the last story just really encapsulate Luke and the different places he is in, like right after Jedi and then leading into The Last Jedi so well that, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah, for me, it's yours was the fish one, right, Kate? What? <laughs> Which we talked about last time. Yours was the fish one, right? I definitely like that one. I also definitely like um, being inside. But that's as as y'all know, I love weird force shit. So but once I got to the newspapers, <laughs> and I was like, my brain exploded, and then I was just like, yes, this is fine. <laughs> Mine and was also, also really fun. It's so fun to see him using, like, the fishing rod yes. thing that he learned in that story in the movie. It's like, yeah. oh, this is so nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my that gosh. That scene is so good. Yeah, when you said that to it's me, I was thirst like, scene. Yeah. <laughs> you said that to me, and I was just like, oh, my God. Was- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was, I think I was at work at the time, and I was just like, can I shut my door so I can yell in my office? Or, like, what? Is this acceptable? <laughs> It was super good. Kristen? <laughs> Mine's the droid one. <laughs> oh, that's a good As one. We know. I love Luke and R2. Me too. I love when he's oh, like, yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ugh. Sorry it took so long, buddy. Ugh. I also yeah, have to give amazing. a shout out to the Jakku, epi- the Jakku story just for the line, we are all Luke Skywalker, which literally made me cry. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yep. On the R2 one, I As just... always. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kristen. Oh no! I was just I was just quipping. I was gonna say as always, we're all very mentally stable. Always. <laughs> I was just gonna say as an aside that the R two one just continued uh, the canonization of R two just being a foul mouth droid, and I just yep. love it because that was always my head canon. So I love that even, that's a thing. Even the like silly one with the like the flea. There's like a line in there where she says that like he's somebody that no matter what happens, he always um, believes that things will work out and has optimism no matter yeah. what people tell mm. him. And that's like and she's like, and really, that's his but like, how can you get mad at him when he's doing that? And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> even in this silly story, they still hit me. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. Right in the feels. <laughs> well. Thank you so much, Nancy and Shannon, for joining us on the, this episode of the Book Wars Pod. It has been wonderful having you. Thank you. This was fun. We will have to do it again sometime. Uh, and uh, our <laughs> listeners can find you on Twitter at Nancy Pants and at ShannonJoy26. Uh, and of course, uh, Nancy can be found also on Tasha Station Radio and uh, the network yep. shows. That's Nancy yep. with an I for people who can't spell. Yes, yep. thank you. That includes me. I often. <laughs> well, I mean, that. that that would include my mom and the people who can't spell. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> god, I feel that Nancy, my fucking extended family. Just <laughs> <laughs> like K R I S T I N. I'm like, I. You've known me longer than I've been alive. I don't understand. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> who needs spelling? Uh. Not us. Spelling and reading comprehension, not for this podcast. Nope, definitely not. We are exclusively about feelings, mental stability, and blue pirates. (laughs) And trauma. And trauma. Speaking of 
trauma, we will be starting Dark Disciple by Christy Golden next week. Yikes! Uh, we hope that you'll read along with us. It's fantastic. Uh, we're going to be reading chapters 1 through 13. Uh, in the meantime, hit all of us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr. Uh, email us, bookwarspod at gmail.com. And please rate, review, and subscribe to both us and the Tashi Station Radio Mega Feed on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Uh, and donate to the Tashi Station Radio Patreon or give to our uh, coffee. Kofi, have we decided how we're pronouncing this? No. All right. I think it's supposed to be coffee. Coffee? All right. I think you were right. I said Kofi <laughs> because I don't know how to pronounce anything. I mean, that's how it's spelled. <laughs> it's spelled dumb. Yeah. Anyway, give it, please, please, if you are able, donate to the Tashi Station. Thanks for that, Station. Kate. Yep. <laughs> to the Tashi Station Radio Patreon or our coffee page at coffee.com slash bookforcepod. Our theme song is Whiz Bang by Poddington Bear. Our logo and artwork I by Joby Terra Design. For Kate, Kristen, Nancy, and Shannon, I'm Chris. Thank you so much for listening to the Book Wars Pod, and we'll talk to you next week. As we limp through the outro yet again. Well, I'll Luke Skywalker. <laughs> well, because your Twitter is Nancy Pants, and I'm like, your last name is definitely not Pants. That's Can not we not talk about last or, names today? Or is oh, it? Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Or or is your last name Pants? That would middle be name. her middle name is Pants. <laughs>